It's time for the Drive's Top 4 at 4. number two of the drive underway here on fan run radio it's time for the top four at four tucker harlan enlighten us thank you russell at number one 12 of tennessee's 30 sec baseball games will be available on cable television the 12 games will be the entirety of the lsu series two apiece from the alabama georgia missouri and vanderbilt series and the thursday game at florida that lsu series is going to be wild man it will it's going to be wild. Um, yeah, it's going to be a hard ticket to get into and out there on the porches, man. That's the place to be. What month is that? It's May? April or May. It's one of those two. hope it's May. April can still be a little fishy. Oh, I don't think that for that series it matters. Every it game is no, going yeah. to be on. Uh, Cable, the yeah. first one's going to be on ESPNU and the next, one, the next two are on SEC Network. Yep. What's the date on that? It's going to be war. War! we got several several lined up. Oh, yeah. At number two, the format of the 16-team SEC baseball tournament has been announced. All 16 teams will participate in the tournament. It is single elimination. The top four seeds in the tournament will receive double buys. I don't hate it. I don't know that I love it. I mean, it's baseball. It feels like a series sport. To well, you, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fun to win, and the year we won it was great and everything, but we didn't go to the College World Series that year. Last year, we were, remember, that was that crazy. We were, we were burnt out. Oh, yeah. That was what? the rainy game against Texas A&M, and they're the seventh seed. And How far did we go this past season? What, in the SEC tournament? Yeah. We lost the first game, first day. That's right. And then we were and, in here and for we that. Make it, and we make it to Omaha. Yeah. yeah. Who did we lose to? LSU. So much, so hard to remember everything nowadays. But um, you have a, a situation now where, like, the teams, I mean, Mississippi State, the year they won it, like, their coach practically admitted to tanking. It's like, I don't want to play five games this week and then go right into NCAA tournament play. I want our team to be fresh. So it's like, yeah, kind of detrimental. I mean, the further it, you go in it. It definitely had an effect. That, that was the year, remember, we played like it. I know we played one, if not two, games that started after 11 p.m. Eastern time. Like those games, one of them ended at like 2.30 in the morning. The Kentucky game. It might have been the most fun yeah. to watch, too. It was fun. It was, it was so much that, fun. Tom Hart got yeah. delirious. But it might have caught it. I know that one and then LSU both <laughs> that year. They were late at that, night. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun until – you know, we didn't make it to the World Series because we were burnt out. I, I just – I don't know that it was that winning I, I, that tournament because we we did win – we struggled through the regional. We like won we, it. we got out of there by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. But by that point, you've got two weeks. You're two weeks removed from – Yeah, um, you had the break, and I just – you know. we had, There was some weird stuff early on in that Notre Dame series that – Kind of, I mean, you lost Frank for two games. Yeah, yeah Gilbert got say, tossed. Yeah, there was that some was weird. The, uh, that was when Drew and Frank the Tank went nuts. Yeah, 
At number three, the last head coaching vacancy in the NFL has been filled as the Washington Commanders have hired Dan Quinn to be the franchise's next head coach. Quinn spent three seasons in the NFL as the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys recently, and he was the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons from 2015 to 2020. Defensive coaches striking back in the NFL the past two days. Yeah. Did you see who he's looking to hire as his offensive coordinator? No. Ryan Grubb. Oh, no. Um, he's he's being up looked for the at Seahawks. The Seahawks, yeah. That's what, I, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. But, yeah, he may be going back to Washington, which is, I thought, pretty funny. Well, that's coming on the heels of uh, – I mean, we'll, we'll circle back to that. I'll be Bears a commies about. fan. How do you feel about this? I would be disappointed because – I don't know, Russell. You're as much of a commies fan as I am. Not true. Yeah, it it's, is. It, it's – disappointing if I'm a commies fan because this is like two defensive-minded retreads in a row. It's a thoroughly uninspiring. uh, It's just more of the same for that franchise. We think there's a rash of the college coaches wanting to get into the NFL. Yeah, that was an interesting – I can't remember where the article was, but there was a lot of a lot of anonymous quotes in there that said a lot of college coaches are basically saying if they can if I can get to the way. NFL and carry water, I'll do it because the thought, college game is yeah, ruined. Man. I mean, uh, <laughs> we've spent college? a lot of time feeling sorry for Boston College this week on the yeah, drive, have, which yeah, is weird. Yeah. But I read that uh, Jeff Hathley is the coach at Boston College. He's leaving to become the coordinator with the Packers, and he basically said that. At a school like Boston College, it's a fundraising position now, and you don't get to coach football because you're constantly just re-recruiting your roster. Any player you have that you develop at all and has any kind of success is going to be poached by a bigger school. So his job is just constantly trying to raise money to funnel to his team, and he doesn't get to coach football anymore. It was so sad. And what fin- are you going to do? And finally, at number four. Former Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon has received his penalty for a violation of wagering and ethical conduct rules. The punishment includes a three-year probation, a $5,000 fine, a 15-year show cause, and if he is fired or excuse me, hired in that period, he will be suspended for five full regular seasons before actually coaching said team. Uh, the NCAA's reports noted the man who tried to place the bet showed the sportsbook staff his texts from Bohannon about what he knew in advance while placing the bet. I mean, why not just, I mean, it seems like a whole lot of what they should have done is just, like, you're blackballed. You're banned for life. Yeah, he's done. I mean, why go, you know, all these different things? That, and I imagine, like, I talked about it off the air, but I imagine the, the FBI would probably be stunned if they haven't talked to this guy. They kind of take stuff like point shaving and fixing college games kind of seriously. You told me like the story, the guy who he was giving the information to. Yes. Yeah, so this this guy is <laughs> basically this is so classic. He's like, oh look, I have this information. That's this is why I'm placing this big he, bet. He showed the text from Bohannon to the person at the sports yeah, book who was taking yeah. the, the bet. Sports book staff. Yes. Red hey, flag. I'm here to break the law. Check it out. Here's the proof. I'm Can gonna, I take the bet? Not only that, I'm I'm getting ready to rob you. It's like it's like if uh, Bear and Marcus Young were uh, going to gambling. By, by the way, uh, Marcus Young 
betting the money line last night, Vanderbilt to to win at Auburn. What? I mean, he had multiple what, awful what, misses last you night. You couldn't take the Generals to beat the Globetrotters. That one was. Did you get action on that one <laughs> last night, Marcus? I mean, look at that show's got problems. More issues than Sports Illustrated. We're gonna help him out. How much trouble do you think this guy's in? The handler? I mean, his career's over. He's got a 15-year show cause. Yeah, I mean, he's done. He's some school out there. It's like we really like this Bohannon guy. We think it's six years. We're willing to wait five years to get him. We'll hire a five-year interim. I mean, he's just as dumb as the guy that was showing it for even doing it in the first place. Yeah, you got a six-figure year job and you just. Piss it away because your sports bet was he bet making big bets? Well, th- this was a gigantic bet he threw on there. He was trying to throw a hundred thousand on initially, and then it, he put it down to fifteen thousand because they wouldn't let him place it. Yeah, they have big. they have different limits and restrictions for college. It is nice, really. That mm-hmm. You in the legal gambling age, you have these nice sports books, and they've got rules and friendly employees there working the counter and all this stuff. It's not like back in the day if, if you show, showed uh old uh, Vinny the evidence that the fix was in as you placed the bet he'd probably just go ahead and hit you in the face with a baseball bat Yep. so Brad Bohannon will be 63 years old by the time this show causes through thank you Tucker appreciate it that is the top 4 at 4 here on Fan Run Radio I'm Russell Smith alongside Bear Houston Crest, the Vol Rumor Mill, is with us here in the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. We're with you till 6 p.m. tonight. We've got our friend Trey Wallace set to join the show live from the Senior Bowl. Very exciting. Saw uh, Joe Milton getting picked off in the end zone earlier today. Senior Bowl drills. Big arm accuracy lacking. Per reports. Oh, yeah. Just got to get with the right guy. QB guru to unlock... The talents of Joseph Milton. Which are undeniable. Undeniable. Gotta crack the headspace. Well. What if he like lived in like like Peyton's shed and did like a kung fu kind of thing where or like karate kid and, and Peyton? Could Peyton mold him into Wax on, wax off. Accuracy. Joseph's on. Accuracy. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. Uh, we have uh, a report now, the world's worst gambler, Marcus Young. He's <laughs> 0-12, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making this up. They've been tracking the bets for a couple of weeks now. Marcus is 0-12. His next win will be his first, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know how not to gamble, here's your guy. Hello, Marcus. How are you, sir? I'm all right, Russ, but I'm, I'm here to defend myself. First of all, the last four picks I made, I purposely chose the worst odds because I was boycotting because I didn't want to make any more bets, but I was forced to. So I picked the four worst odds. That makes total sense. And by sense. the way, Northwestern did go to overtime versus Purdue, so that would have been a weird one to get right. Makes total sense. So if I'm having, if I'm being forced, I'm boycotting. And also, Bear, Bear. The commanders are just as much as your team as... <laughs> As Russell's what? You actually supported them. You were actually a fan of them. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. You've come in here. I thought you were planning on talking about something else. 
If we want to, you know, I can talk I, about a lot of things. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. There's so much chaos going right. around this world and in the station and everything. Yeah, there's a lot I could talk about. Well, I was going to allow you a, an opportunity to weigh in because uh, the rest of your show has. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that there's been some, you know, I've been left out on the calling in of other shows. I didn't know that was a thing we're doing now. Is it true that you took the day off today? Yeah, I was in Nashville with my with my dad, so You're pursuing, you know, I was getting home late. Pursuing the Crest Cup, named for our illustrious co-host. Yeah, <laughs> so, so the trophy given out for the Wallace Award. It's a quality excuse, right there. It's a quality yeah, excuse. Yeah. So you just did, you didn't have a chance to get your cold takes out on on the ten to noon show, and you decided to come and spray them all over our airwaves. That's what's going on right here. What cold takes am I spreading right now? The, the bear was a fan of the Washington team. I mean, that's that's downright. It bad. is documented. There's also the fact that I said, if you li- listen to the tape, yeah, cutting, and then I, when I was forced to make picks, I, I chose the teams that were not going to win. Boycotting. Little did I. Why are you so oh, yeah, passive aggressive all the time? Well, I'm boycotting because since I left the drive, which by the way, I had better luck betting when I was on the drive because at least I was almost Marcus Young during that era. Almost now won just, Marcus Young. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was so close every single time, and now I just can't hit anything. So uh, there's there's a weird trend going on. I'm I'm around bad luck apparently. You're around bad. Uh, you're it's, a cooler. It's, it's not that you're just making bad decisions and 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 horrible bets, bro. I'm telling you right now, you could get a job in Vegas making a lot of money, <laughs> being a cooler. <laughs> well, maybe that's where I need to go and make my money then, because it ain't happening here. Oh, I'm not making oh, money in Knoxville. Oh, not with those gambling picks. You're not. All right, Marcus. Good to hear from you. You've Marcus been Young with Mid Mornings with Marcus. Are you going to the Preds game tonight? No, I was at the one last night. Uh, that's, that's what I. That's why I. Who'd they play? I got uh, L.A. The Kings. Yeah, and they did not do well. Hmm. No, maybe they were around no. bad luck. <laughs> you just, you just take you it with you everywhere you go. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently I have. Maybe, maybe I need to stop going to Nashville, then maybe they'll start winning again. All right, stay and away from Will Levis. Hopefully the, yeah, well, um, I'll head to the – if I have to, I'll head that way. I'll do what I have to. All right, Marcus, thank you. We appreciate it. Drive careful, my friend. Stop at Bucky's. Marcus. Get a sandwich. Cool off. Hmm. Around bad luck. I thought he was going to use this, his time to maybe – Punch back a little bit at his coworkers. Not, not whatsoever. Really, took a little shot at you, and then a couple shots at himself. Coming up, wow. we go down to Mobile. This is a little trip down memory road here. We got Marcus Young coming on, uh, Trey Wallace coming on. Who, who else from from yesteryear? Could we 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 get Miller? Anybody else we've had lately that uh, don't do that? I don't know. Don't put up the Jake signal. <laughs> what is the Jake signal? You, you mentioned his name. A, a gas station, station taco <laughs> the, or a gas station hot dog yeah. in the in the sky. Yeah. A little Debbie and a Arby's beef and cheddar. It's good eating. Stay Here's with what us. You do. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up.
Me too. Yeah. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Oh, it's been a while since we've heard the third eye blind. Yeah, you know what that means. Well, it can mean only one thing. Trey Wallace is here from Outkick. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, boys. How are y'all? Doing well. How are you, sir? I am actually I'm good right now. It was a long drive from Mobile. I left the Senior Bowl today. Oh. Getting, getting back to the great city of Knoxville, Tennessee. I had seen enough down there. It was it was time to leave. Um, um, but yeah, I've had a had a great couple of hours of driving. So it's been good. Let's just say that everything's good. All right, Trey Wallace, back in time. You just in time. You missed the party, the chaos. Trey, it's been a wild week here, in Big Orange Country. Man, I didn't miss anything. The funny part is Josh Heupel was. You know, Josh Heupel is appearing at the Senior Bowl today, and he is definitely not taking questions from any type of media down in Mobile today. One of the reasons why I just went ahead and got out of town. Oh, man, you didn't get a chance to talk to him off the record? No. I, I guess you no. wouldn't tell, if you told us it, would, it wouldn't be off True the record, answer, would it? Yeah. I would tell you guys, but I wouldn't put it out in the public, no. How was his demeanor? <laughs> Yeah. Did he have that look in his eye? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, I will say this: I wouldn't expect to hear from Nico anytime this spring uh, ah. until until you know everything's maybe taken care of. The second week of availability before the spring game, which I don't even know if they're going to have right now, because I'm told that even if they tried to do the spring game in Neyland, that it could be just like a COVID crowd because of all the construction that's going on. So, interesting couple months ahead for folks in Knoxville. How, how worried are the people that you talk to, your sources at Tennessee, Trey? Because I talk to some people who uh, are freaking out. Like, I, I think they're freaking out. They're, they're very worried about all this. And then I talk to some people who just think it's a big nothing burger. The NCAA never wins in court, and there's absolutely nothing to be worried about. Um, I would say that I would agree with you. That it depends on who you talk to because some folks are putting on a good face and then some of them are like, Oh no, like this is, this is not happening again. Like we're, we're, we're really about to go to, and even with the, even with the lawsuit thing, like you still understand, like the NCAA can still come out next week and give a notice of allegations and, and lay out everything that they, saying that Tennessee did during this time period. So you've got people and you've got administration folks over there. You've got people inside the SEC um, that are very interested in this because Greg Sankey, if you go back through, well, it wasn't in the statement, I'm sorry, but if Greg Sankey spoke with the NCAA on I think it was like the 19th or 20th of December, something like that. Don't hold me to that. But he spoke with the NCAA about the matter regarding Tennessee. And then when when Charlie Baker, the president, could not meet with Dondi and them, and they sent the enforcement staff, it kind of changed the game a little bit when it came to Tennessee and their approach and how they were going to go forward with this. Because all Monday was – was a PR battle. That's all it was. Like, Tennessee knew, here's some interesting stuff, Tennessee knew that Pat Forty was about to put that article out. A 
okay? Tennessee mm-hmm. had met with the NCAA on mm-hmm. Monday. So that afternoon, that's when Donnie and the legal counsel and all that good stuff put together that statement mm-hmm. that they would be able to release once Pat Forty released his article. Because the investigation had been going on yeah. for five months. I mean, I had heard some things going on with the investigation, and it's just an interesting dynamic of how this is playing out, boys, especially with Danny White's statement today. Well, it, it's all been a PR thing. Like, it's been a campaign, right? I mean, they, they've had this thing choreographed. You have, um, they're, they're, like you said, they're waiting on the 40 article to drop. As soon as it does, Dondi releases her three-page letter just lambasting the NCAA, their entire process. Um, then the next day, you know, of course, that sets off a firestorm. Tuesday was crazy. And then Wednesday, you've got the, the lawsuit that's filed. I'm sorry, the uh, yesterday the, the lawsuit was filed. Yeah, today's Thursday. Yes. Um, and then today you've got Danny White's statement, which might be the most acerbic of all up there in his own little Danny White way. And uh, it just leads me to believe like this was all, I mean, they had a meeting about this. What's When's the best way to roll all this out and just keep the pressure on? Just boom, boom, boom. One hit you, each day. I bet they do something tomorrow. You're forgetting one thing. You're forgetting the NCAA put out a statement through AP writer Ralph Russo, and the NCAA never comments on an ongoing investigation. So mm. they clapped back at Tennessee by putting out their – now, it was a word salad. Yeah. But they put out their own statement, and then the NCAA – I mean, Tennessee, I'm sorry, clapped back at the NCAA. So th- what you're seeing right now is – a PR battle who can get out the most right now and how this will play out in the coming weeks with the temporary restraining order that is currently sitting on a judge's desk that he will have to um, rule on. And it would give a 14-day period where that ruling would be enacted. So if he rules in favor of the state of Tennessee, okay, 14 days, that this ruling will exist, and then he can add another 14 days to it if he wants to. And that's me talking to a lawyer about this. So if you have lawyers that listen to the show, they can call in, maybe get a little bit more information on it. But that's what I was told about this. And it's no coincidence that the day that they want this thing handled is the day before National Signing Day. So, you know, you got a lot of things going on. And at the end of the day, did Tennessee violate some rules? Well, yeah, they violated some rules that were going on back then, just like any other school that's being investigated right now for NIL purposes because there were no guidelines about what these potential rules would be when it comes to what is a booster, what is a collective, you know, can a collective be ran by somebody that is either funded Tennessee stuff in the past or can boosters help out. So it's all just up for interpretation right now, which is the crazy part about it. Talking with Trey Wallace of OutKick this afternoon. Trey, we know you you guys at OutKick have uh, really good contacts with um, Spire and uh, Tom Mars. You and I have interviewed him. We we interviewed him together uh, back when you were here at Fan Run years ago. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and um, 
So, like, uh, what, what what are those guys? What, what are you hearing from that orbit about? Like, or I'm sure they're not thrilled. Like, this has got to be a big distraction and disappointing and everything. But ultimately, how worried are they that you know this could be a big thing? I mean, I, you know, I look. I'm not going to get into like the back and forth for for Spire. I'm not fighting Spire's case. I'm not fighting the NCAA's case. I'm just reporting on what's going on now. Same can't be said for the president of Outkick, Clay Travis, who, you know, I kind of report to, who just tweeted out, hey, if y'all can reach these members of the Ball Collective by this certain date, I'll donate $100,000. Like, there's a a difference between a fan and what somebody's trying to report on. But I will say that the collective inspire – in my opinion, and talking with folks outside of Spire, too, think that they've buttoned everything up and they got receipts and they can, if, if the NCAA asks about something, they have proof about it. Now, the problem is the NCAA doesn't technically see it that way. They see it as, okay, the people involved with this collective and university side knew that these were uh, wrongdoings at the time, but ended up doing them anyways. And the NCAA is trying to hold Tennessee accountable because of their affiliation with the ball club and the Tennessee collective. So that's where it gets very interesting. And there's another layer to this that has not been reported on, has not been talked about, and I'll just go ahead and say it here. Um, I was going to write it, but I'm still a ways away from home. Um, the NCAA is using, so they're, they're adding cases together against Tennessee. Well, one of those cases that's being added together to this whole situation is the Tony Vitello Maui situation from last year during the baseball season. They better not mess with Tony. I mean, like we're we're already damn near right. Like the the pitchforks are handy. We've got the to- all. All we have to do is light the spark, and the torches are lit. Trey, like I, I'm telling you, this this thing is a powder keg. They try and come after our baseball coach in this program. There's going to be hell to pay. I'm just telling you that from from what I've gathered, the NCAA at the moment is not separating the baseball and basketball inquiries right now, it sounds like they're trying to – yes, basketball. They said multiple sports. Yeah, I'm sure everything's involved. Basketball and baseball. Yeah. They're they're involved in it with football. Um, So they're trying to to – while Tennessee wants them to be separate – NCAA says no. We're 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 gonna bundle these, you know, like a like a direct TV package. <laughs> I don't want the landline. I never use right. one. Right, right. So Tennessee's like, well, wait a minute. No, we want these out. NCAA's like, nope. We're keeping them in. So that's why Tennessee's. I mean, I'm sorry. That's why the NCAA they burn the whole thing down. Just burn the whole yeah. damn thing down. These worthless clowns. In Indianapolis, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Trey, what are you, we, we've been talking a lot about Virginia's 
uh, you know, them being involved in the lawsuit is interesting. Um, it, it seems like for Tennessee, because if it's just Tennessee, people say, oh, it's just a bunch of angry Vol fans, and now they're going to sue, whatever. It, having Virginia on there is nice. Like I think some of these other states and schools need to get involved with this thing. It's a strength in numbers thing. Do you think we'd see some other states joining on this and, and putting more pressure on the NCAA and the courts to get this thing expedited in the favor of the, the players and the schools? I have no doubt that that's going to happen because I, I reported the other day on social, there, there are multiple other schools that are about to be called out by the NCAA. The NCAA for the past two years has been on a fact-finding mission to see what they can gather in regards to NIL and, and schools. You know, I don't want to – I don't want to – okay, I'll name like Florida and Florida State. I don't want to name a school that hasn't been named yet. Like Florida, Florida State. NCAA have been looking into that. So they found enough evidence, like, the, the, you know, the Jaden Rashada stuff, you know, like, that was so out in the open. Like, it was easy for the NCAA to, like, come in and be like, okay, let's start asking some questions about this. Well, they've been digging around on other schools as well. well they need to get and, uh, Florida, their attorney general, to sign on to this thing because it's like mm-hmm. for Florida, you can preemptively knock this thing down. And if you're Florida State, maybe even get whatever those penalties that were announced last week and you get some of that thrown out. Yeah, but that's there's a difference, though, boys. There's a difference. Florida State decided to play ball with the NCAA. They didn't want to drag this thing out, so they agreed, yeah, okay, we did this with the Marius Mims. You know, we, 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 we drove him to – now, there was other stuff, but whatever. It important. We drove him to meet with a collective and whatnot, and we'll take the punishment. Florida State didn't want to deal with the NCAA, so they agreed to work with them, and, and, and that was the punishment. What, the OC got three games, there was a fine, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Florida's not working with the NCAA right now. Now, and, and I mean that in terms of trying to come to some agreement because that was a, such a screwed-up situation with that Gator Collective, you know, that was run by Eddie Rojas, you know, and they had a deal <clears throat> with Jaden Rashada for over $13 million done, and then the big booster comes in and says, wait, the, the big booster that was going to fund Jaden Rashada's deal comes in and says, well, wait a minute. No, I'm kind of backing out now. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to get a return on investment. I don't feel like getting into a pissing contest with John Ruiz at Miami anymore. I'm done. Okay, well, it set Florida up on the hook. You know, to have to be able to take care of it. So then, and then you saw how everything went that hell in a handbasket with Jaden Rashada. So now we're in a spot where I think when these other schools are named, and I expect that to come out soon. Um, hopefully I can report on that in the next two days, I expect other states to start filing lawsuits like Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia has done, and then that will add more pressure to the NCAA. Just drown them. Drown them in a pool of lawsuits. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard to get, I mean, you know. Now, yeah, Tennessee was working on this lawsuit for a number of weeks, but you know, if they if they really wanted to, the state of Mississippi could you know sue the NCAA tomorrow. It's not hard to put a draft together. You got enough, and if you really need anything, just copy what Tennessee did. <laughs> you know, in theirs. So, I think this is just the beginning of it. Um, but you know, ten- there's a reason why Tennessee is coming out so strong, and Danny White. 
you know, I got more information out of Danny White today through a statement where he's gone through phone records, you know, than, than some folks have gotten from the Jeremy Pruitt investigation from three years ago. So that tells you how hard that Tennessee is fighting this, that Danny White and his team, let me phrase that right, his team over there would feel comfortable enough putting out what they did today, knowing that folks like me are going to FOIA this stuff. We're going to look into these records. We're going to try to find out who's telling the truth or not. So he feels confident enough that they are that he can come out and say something like that today. Hey, Trey, when, do you get the sense that when then the leak to Pat Forty, uh, that really, really pissed him off over there? I think that, I, look, some, some folks in our business have relationships with um, folks at the NCAA and whatnot. And I think, and this is where I think Tennessee was a little agitated because a lot of this stuff is supposed to be under wraps, you know what I mean, when it comes to what the allegations are and whatnot. And some of it leaks out. Like, I know some of the stuff that's, that's gone on, a good amount of it. But when the New York Times came out and said that, okay, the use of a private jet is one of the reasons why they're looking into Nico. Okay, well, they didn't put in there that, Okay, if Nico was signed to a deal already just to be represented as an athlete, not to Tennessee, which I, I find that very funny. T- you know, that was the funny part of the whole thing. Like, you know, Spire wasn't doing any kind of recruiting for Tennessee. Like, come on. Get, yeah, I did pick up on that. That was a, that was a clever uh, yeah, that, turn, of, what a, turn of words yeah. there in, in, in their statement. Right, but I will say that this thing is, like, really fast-tracked. Um, over the last five or six days, uh, because I think we're starting to see the NCAA being a little uh, loosey-goosey with with what is involved in this one investigation compared to, let's just say, what they're dealing with. Like, like you you guys don't see anything coming out about Florida right now, and there's a reason why. The NCAA is not releasing anything on Florida. They're not putting it out through intermediaries or anything like that you know i mean there's stuff i just said on the air to you guys that hasn't technically been out there and reported yet but what i'm getting at is that tennessee was agitated that the enforcement staff did not believe them and that the enforcement staff said look we think you did this this and this and we're ready to levy an inst- lack of institutional control which would be a repeat violator offender and which would screw Tennessee completely when it comes to an athletic department. So that's why Tennessee has gone on such the offensive here, and I'll expect them to continue to go on the offensive uh, until a judge rules on this TRO and whatnot. Um, And then, you know, still got to deal with the NCAA part of it because I just don't see them backing down now. He is Trey Wallace of Outkick. Trey, before we let you run, you learn anything, anything interesting coming out of Mobile, the Senior Bowl this week? Uh, Joe Milton's still struggling <laughs> throwing a 40-yard bomb. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, assistant college coaches are desperately wanting to get out of the game because mm. they're tired of dealing with transfer portal, NIL, and, you know, trying to negotiate 
what these kids are going to be making. Is that um, just is that just guys at like Boston College and South Alabama, place like that? Do you think, for instance, Josh Heupel's crew here at, at Tennessee, and, and they've got to deal with the NIL headaches too, but they're making a lot more money than some of those other guys. Do you think they're generally content, or do you think that you know even SEC assistants are looking for the first ticket out? I mean, I think, look, I think it's SEC assistants as well that are getting drugged down into this, man. And, and it's not about just NIL. It's about the whole calendar. I mean, when did the – and I know, look, nobody's going to have sympathy <clears throat> for a coach making anywhere between $500,000 a year to $10 million a year. I mean, if you're a head coach or assistant coach or whatnot. But these guys don't get any kind of family time. Um, they're sucked into the job. Um, it, 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 the calendar is horrible. You know, you go from bowl game to recruiting, you get recruiting before that. You got one sign day. Now in February, you got another. So coaches, got, these guys only get a break, you know, in July. And it's about a week at that. You know, um, I'll leave it at this, Russ. You, you remember, I, I wrote the article regarding T. Martin and the reason why he wanted out of the college game. I wrote that, I think it was two years ago. And the reason why, he, you know, he had offers to go be OCs at Power 5 schools, but he wanted to go the NFL route. And it's because he's home every day at 5 o'clock. He gets to hang out with his children now. Yes, he's making a good amount of money, but not the amount of money you probably make as an OC at a Power 5 school or something like that. It's all about balance of life right now. And, you know, you got some young coaches that are in it that want to do it 24-7. And you got some guys that have been in the business for a while. They're like, "Okay, screw this. How, how can I, how can I have a normal life and not have to deal with all the different crap that now comes with college football?" So it it is something that that has been on the minds of a lot of folks. All right. Well, we will keep an eye on all these issues and more over at Outkick.com. Trey Wallace, go check him out on the X Machine. Trey, safe travels, my friend. Great catching up with you. Thanks, boys. Be texting y'all tonight. I appreciate it. Trey Wallace, one more time on the drive. Open up the phone lines to you, 865-546-8200. 546-8200. More of your phone calls coming up as we wrap up our number two of the show right after this here on Fan Run Radio. The, the Drive. drive. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Trey Wallace of Outkick. Bear, what did you learn? Uh, not so much learn, but it's what I suspected was they were going to roll some stuff up. And I really think they're, I mean, this is, I think we're looking at a heavyweight fight here. I don't think the NCAA is just going to back down. Because if they do, they're dead. We can't back down or we're dead. You got to fight, man. You're in the fight now. You got to fight it out. I, I mean, if we back down, we're definitely dead. If if they back down, I mean, what? I mean, I'm just going to hasten their demise. I mean, what? I... Like, I think if they back down, nothing changes. I think it hastens their demise if they don't back down. Because if it goes to court, they're going to lose. Well, part of me wonders, small part of me wonders, if they didn't do this on purpose. Hear me out. The NCAA. To go ahead and get get all this decided it, so they can do what they're going to do. They want to get it back into court and finally push it because either 
because what happened was Congress, this guy went to Congress, and they basically told him, you're SOL, we're not giving the NCAA any trust exemption. That's why this is, that's why they're screwed. So go ahead and get into court and try and get some kind of, um, well, why do that? Why, 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 why fight a losing battle? Why, why doesn't the director just, you know, I mean, if, ha- if you're making that much money, Russell, are you just going to quietly, are you going to fight to keep your job? You going to fight to keep all that money rolling in that you're you talking about like, like the, the enforcement slash investigative, what, what the infractions committee, like the, those yeah, folks, I, I guess all, all those folks up in Indianapolis that have to justify their, their salaries. And it's on the member schools as well because it's mm-hmm. these, it's the it's the administrators, it's the athletic directors, it's these coaches. Everybody's getting paid monster cash for way overpaid for what they do, and their labor force makes nothing. Well, I I just don't see what they have to gain by fighting this out in court because and and listen, I, I'm a dumbass. I'm no legal expert. I don't know. All, all I know is generally speaking, it's the United States of America, man. Business reigns supreme, and that's that's my read. Every time they lose a court case, it's just like, look, man, and and sometimes like I, you know, before it was us at the center of it, I I was kind of on the NCAA side, like I, it, you know, it used to be many years ago, not so much anymore, but every time they get in court, the basically what they they tell them is, look, you can't impede our individuals' right to make a living in this country. I don't care how old they are, mm-hmm. and like this stuff is settled. Like that's what I re- when I when I glance through the lawsuit or whatever you know they say it is like listen this stuff is settled you, we've been in court about this several times now all the way up to the and, to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and, and they always rule in favor of the individual's right to conduct business and make money and you can't stop that Mm-mm. so like as long as that's the way Tennessee's playing it which seems like exactly how they're playing mm-hmm. it. Then I don't see how we can lose. You know, people say, "Oh, the plane, the plane, the plane." Like this is Love Boat or something. Did I mess up my reference there? Yeah, it was Fantasy Island. La plane, la plane, (laughs) boss. Um, I mean the play, like that was perfectly legal. What they did, they the kids signed an agreement with Spire. That wasn't tied to the University of Tennessee. Did we wriggle around and loophole it all to hell? Of course. But we did. And it's perfectly legal. He didn't hop on that plane until he had an endorsement deal, which is perfectly legal under California state law. As was the flight on the plane. Well, I mean, here's here's where it gets to. I mean, this is um, Kavanaugh with the Austin case. I mean, he basically said nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. (laughs) Kavanaugh went on to write, and under ordinary principles of antitrust law, it is not evident why college sports should be any different. The NCAA is not above the law. So that's it. I mean... You know, they might try and and thread the needle and say it was impermissible benefits or 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 this or that. But I mean, there's a lot of truth in what I can't remember if it was if it was uh, Dondi in the lawsuit, Danny White, which statement it was. But um, 
basically saying that you know they're they're trying to interject you know the old rules when it when it comes to boosters into this is a way of of uh, ignoring the fact that the federal courts the supreme court told them you can't do this it's not legal but it makes my head hurt thinking about it. My Titans have hired a wide receivers coach today. He is Tyke Tolbert. Tyke? Tyke or Tyke? Tyke Tolbert? Tyke Tolbert? Probably Tyke. Tyke Tolbert uh, comes from the Broncos to coach with uh, Brian Callahan. This on the uh, eve or the day after they um, come to a deal with a new defensive coordinator, Denard Wilson. Yeah, they were looking at him last week, right? Where that was like from? one of their first candidates from Baltimore. DB's yeah, coach. I, I'm I'm underwhelmed. Uh, I'll come out and say, yeah, hmm, okay. yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not through. Here's why: I think a young first-time head coach, offensive play caller like Brian Callahan, if I'm in his shoes, I want to go and find a an experienced defensive coordinator. Maybe one of these old Dean Pease, Wink Martindale types that's been around, been doing it forever. One of those guys that doesn't even really have any head coaching aspirations. What I don't want is somebody that's going to be learning on the job. Denard Wilson has never been a defensive coordinator before. You could say he was on a great defense with Baltimore this year, and he was. You could talk about their passing statistics. He had Kyle Hamilton in his secondary. Okay, Newsflash. We don't have a guy like that in the Titans. And their defensive coordinator just became the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So I give that guy, Mike McDonald, a lot of – I give him the credit for what happened with Baltimore this past season. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know much about Denard Wilson. Maybe he comes in here and it seems like he's a a young guy. He's players – relates to the players, players coach kind of guy. Maybe it works out, but my initial reaction was not positive. That's how I feel. I don't know enough one way or the other. <laughs> I'll be honest. I haven't really been following the uh, the associate staff for the Titans once they made the hire, but eh. Sounds like, uh, is it Studisvant, the guy they're thinking about hiring for O.C.? Who is that guy? Never heard of him. Studis fan or Stuyvesant? You have no idea who I'm talking. You're just saying words right now. You're just making noise into <laughs> you, a microphone. No, you said Studifant. Studis Fant is Greg Studisfant. Um, the other guy was um, uh, Nick Boyd, who was the quarterbacks coach with the Jaguars this past year. That doesn't exactly inspire a great no. deal of confidence. No, either. Trevor Lawrence took a say, big step back. I was going to say the year Lawrence goes hey, backwards. We want to pick that guy up. It's Callahan. It's going to be Callahan show, right? I it mean, needs to be. He's he's going to be the guy installing the offense and and calling the plays. And so he's he's got to hire somebody who's he's comfortable with. He's probably looking for somebody that reminds him of him, mm-hmm. right? Somebody that can play the role he played to Zach Taylor to where hopefully, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that Nick Boyd comes in here and the, the Titans do well. People be banging down the door trying to hire him away from the Titans as a head coach. So he's probably looking at, here, here's a guy that I can get to be my right-hand man. This is the guy that dropped my, my, my practice plans and all that stuff so I can be – 
a head coach. You can do a lot of the heavy lifting and everything to make my life a little bit easier, but I don't necessarily want to be refilling this position every two years. Yeah, so just you be the coordinator, but I'll be the one calling the shots. Art, That's what it sounds like. For us. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it sounds like Denard Wilson is the guy um, on defense, and we'll see what kind of staff he puts together. Yeah, so he's worked with Darius Slay, Jamal Adams, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Now, I think those guys had gotten a little bit further into their career by the time he coached them because he was with the Eagles from 2022 to 23, and Slay's been in the league for a while. We don't have a lot of great pieces in the secondary. No. We had some D linemen and some some edge rushers, but that's it. That, that's about it on on the defensive side of the ball. And, and secondary is very important. I think that he will be walking into a DB room that is significantly less talented than, than the one he leaves behind in Baltimore. So maybe they'll draft Kamal. Hope he can prove me wrong. Coming up, hour number three of the drive begins with Tucker's top five at five. We will get Christopher Gabriel from KMJ Fresno in here with us. Looking forward to hearing CG's take on the week that has been here in Big Orange Country. Got some thoughts on Josiah Jordan-James. I want to get to as well here in our number three. Let's talk about the man who's been here since the Truman administration. When we continue our number three of the drive coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.